Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Monmouth, Oregon to Billings, Montana, and from Anchorage, Alaska to Nampa, Idaho, welcome and good evening, and thanks for joining us on GNAC Insider, the program that makes you a GNAC Insider as we take a look around one of the premier Division II conferences in all of America. I am Robert Lowry, your host, and I tell you, we've got an action-packed half hour ahead of us on tonight's GNAC Insider. Coming up a little later tonight, we're going to speak with Michelle Terpstra, from the Northwest Nazarene University volleyball team. That is a team that right now is really on a roll. Also, Caitlin Loke from Montana State University Billings women's soccer team is going to join us. And we're going to focus in our first segment of GNAC Insider tonight on the upcoming conference cross-country meet, which is coming up this weekend down at Western Oregon University. We're going to talk in just a few minutes from uh, here from Mike Johnson, from Western Oregon University, the head coach down there. But our first guest tonight is from the University of Alaska Anchorage, one of their standout cross-country runners. Jessica Pakala is joining us tonight from Anchorage. Jessica, thanks for joining us this evening here on GNAC Insider. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you taking some time. I've got to ask this question just off the top. This is just kind of a personal question for me. You're a Wasilla, Alaska native. Was uh, that other uh, famous Wasilla native uh, who ran for vice president, was she the mayor there when you were growing up? (laughs) She was the mayor, and she became governor while I was in high school. So, yeah, I definitely know her. Now, while you were in Wasilla, you were a tremendous cross-country and track performer. You won two state championships up there. When you were growing up, how in the Alaska weather did you properly prepare for cross-country and track and field? I think for many folks who are listening to GNAC Insider tonight, they may think with the snow and the weather you get up there, that's really a challenge. So how did you become the cross-country and track standout that you are? Uh, well, in high school, we had a treadmill that we would always train on through the winter, and then as soon as the um, it started warming up in the spring, we would have bring your own shovel to practice day and shovel the track off. But um, now that I'm in college, we have the dome here in Anchorage, so we go there frequently throughout the winter when it's icy and snowy, and do, we can do our hard workouts there. It's a 400-meter track. So that's been really awesome. But we actually do run outside quite a bit. We just dress in a lot of layers and jump in the sauna to warm up afterwards. (laughs) But it's it's not so bad. Wasilla to Anchorage, that's relatively close. That's within about, what, 80, 90 miles or so. Is that that correct? Yeah, it's about 45 miles, and uh, it takes about an hour for me to get home. Did you grow up? And when you started to become a standout on the track and on cross-country, did you look to Anchorage as a place that you might want to go? Because that, quite frankly, is a preeminent cross-country program uh, in the nation. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. um, Well, when I was in high school, I wasn't really planning on running after. 
in college, and I don't know, one day my high school coach said, hey, what about University of Alaska? Why don't you just stay home and run? And I checked out the program, and it had everything I wanted, and I've actually really enjoyed it here. I'm really glad I stayed home. Well, you were part of a team your freshman year that won its fourth straight league title and placed sixth nationally. As a sophomore, the team finished fourth overall at the national meet, which was held in Spokane, Washington, so relatively close uh, to home. You were named to the GNAC All-Academic Team as a sophomore, and now, as you're a junior, uh, you've already had a couple of fourth-place finishes, and the team, again, very, very strong heading into the GNAC Championships this weekend at Western Oregon. What do you expect out of yourself individually, and what do you expect out of the team collectively this coming weekend? Um, after the race, uh, let's see, three weeks ago, the Western Washington Classic, I wasn't completely satisfied with how I had raced. And so this weekend, I'm definitely looking to have a strong race and help my teammates through to the finish line. And, I mean, as a team overall, we we have a streak of doing well at the GNAC, so we hope to keep that up. And, I mean, we have a lot to prove because a lot of our runners are relatively new to the team and new to how we train. And so, I don't know, we just we want to make a statement this weekend and really show everybody what we can do and what we're capable of. Well, do you have more pressure collectively because the because uh, Anchorage has had such success at the GNX uh, over the past several years? Yes, definitely. There's a lot of pressure to keep up the great success, but I think as a team we've embraced the pressure and we have used it to our benefit, knowing that people have this high standard for us to do well, and we just, I mean, want to keep that up and, I mean, keep the streak going. Why not? For you individually, having the opportunity to compete at nationals, has that helped you this year, and is it helping you in your preparation for the postseason, which begins this weekend? Yeah, Um the first time I raced at the national meet, it was pretty scary, and there was a lot of girls, and everybody was fast, and that really gave me a lot of experience racing faster. And I think it has helped me, like, in these in the races since that first national meet, and it will help me in the races upcoming. Um, it just it's a it's a different kind of racing this these higher level ones like the GNAC and regions and nationals. And once you've had a little taste of it, you're definitely a lot more comfortable coming back and doing it again. Well, Jessica, we appreciate your time tonight on GNAC Insider. Good luck this weekend and and continued success uh, on into the regionals and maybe beyond again this year. Thanks again for joining us tonight. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you very much. And we're going to go from Anchorage, Alaska, down to Monmouth, Oregon now, where we're joined by Mike Johnson, the head cross-country coach for Western Oregon University, which is hosting the 2014 GNAC Cross-Country Championships. As a matter of fact, it's the third consecutive year that Western Oregon is serving in that host role. Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. Well, nice to be with you. Well, I understand that uh, you were one of the designers for the uh, Western Oregon University course, uh, which will host the 
cross-country championships this weekend, which is adjacent to the Western Oregon baseball field down there. What goes into designing a a top-flight cross-country course like this, and and what challenges will it present all the runners this weekend? Well, the first thing you do when you design the course, you take a look at the rule book. And a lot of people think about running cross-country, you know, down narrow trails and paths and and such. But actually, most of our courses, most of our national meet courses or courses like, you know, next year in 15, we'll host the NCAA West Regionals, are, they have some, some significant uh, requirements. Uh, you, you'd like to be close to uh, 800 meters, at least 600 meters straight at the beginning of the course. And uh, the course at the narrowest point is only supposed to be uh, no narrower than 10 meters or 33 feet. And there's requirements about surface and start and finish areas and so forth. But uh, the first place you go is the rule book, and then you try and and bring a little art to it and have some vegetation. And we're fortunate to have 99% grass surface. And uh, we have really, the university has just been fabulous, Uh, particularly our people, uh, Kevin Hughes and Dave Wolf, the guys that, uh, you know, help us actually construct and maintain the course. They've just done a wonderful job for us. So, you know, that's how you construct the course. Um, You know, what happens after that, there's a maintenance requirement, and we have to keep it, you know, have to keep it fit and working and uh, make it a community asset. So there's a lot that goes into it. What are the, the challenges that have been designed into this course well, mostly it you know it's a it's a relatively flat course. Uh, we're still under construction in some ways. We're we're actually going to build some hills, and we've we've done a couple of those already. Uh, you know, from construction, otherwise, you know, on campus that we'll have to dispose of the dirt somewhere. So that's that's in the future. The challenges here basically uh, constitute the surface itself. It's all on grass. Uh, the grass has gone now to be fairly thick. Um, there are places that it slopes to the creek. It's deceptive. There's a long, the uphills and downhills are not very steep, but they are relatively long. And, uh, you know, when you it just, it's a mental course. You know, you can see a great distance. You can see your competition. And it's it just kind of puts the grind on you, you know, as you go. So you have to keep your brain really engaged in your eyes focused during this race. Now, you have had a, a very outstanding career. You, you've coached a, a number of places along with Western Oregon. You've been at the University of Washington, Boise State, University of Portland, Eastern Washington. You've won 15 indoor and outdoor track and field championships. You've had three NCAA cross-country championship appearances. When you have that breadth of experience and you have that breadth of knowledge, did a lot of that go into building what you'd put in place there at Western Oregon? Oh, it really did. Um, I've been very fortunate uh, through my career to have some good mentors, to be involved both in the Division One, Division Two track and field committees, you know, where some of the rules are written, and to, and, and this is maybe the biggest part, had the opportunity to visit some of the best courses uh, that have been run on, you know, where the meat management is some of the best meat management around the country. And uh, all those kind of things, you know, being at Olympic trials, world championship trials uh, for cross country and those kind of things, all that experience uh, is, you just, 
you can't pay for it. It's just an opportunity you have to take advantage of. And and uh, the university has been good enough to support us as we move forward with this course. You talk about meat management. As I mentioned at the outset of our conversation, this is the third straight year you're hosting the GENAX, but next year you get to host the NCAA West Regionals as well. Are Is this being looked at in, in some regard as a final tune-up for next year's event? Well, well yes, it is. Uh, from a championship standpoint, certainly. Uh, but next fall at the beginning of the year, and we'll probably have two meets on the course before we uh, host the regional championships next year, but we'll have, I would estimate, 20 to 22 teams in in September. That'll probably be our biggest challenge in terms of uh, putting the course together, getting people acquainted with larger fields, and those kind of things that we need to do. Uh, That will be a regional preview. At the same time, we're hosting a couple of uh, high school meets that'll have uh, over a thousand competitors uh, in the meet on that day, not at one time, multiple races, of course. But it brings our officials, uh, brings the uh, the crew, and our athletes uh, very much up to speed uh, for a championship. Well, Mike, we very much appreciate you making time for us tonight. Uh, good luck this weekend. I, I hope the event goes off just as perfectly as you wanted to, and. Uh, and uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again uh, before too long right back here on GNAC Insider. Thanks again. That's, that's great. Thanks so much. Mike Johnson joining us tonight from Monmouth, Oregon, where he is the cross-country coach at Western Oregon University, which is hosting the cross-country championships this weekend. Time for us now to take a look at what's happening around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference on tonight's GNAC Insider. In Nampa, the Northwest Nazarene volleyball team moved up to 15th in Monday's American Volleyball Coaches Association Division II poll. The Crusaders had two wins last week, a 3-1 victory at Alaska and sweeping Alaska Anchorage in a battle for first place in the conference. Western Washington also moved up one spot to number nine with wins over Montana State Billings and Seattle Pacific. Making its debut in the AVCA poll is Alaska Anchorage, which swept then number 24 Central Washington last week. In California, Azusa Pacific ranked in the first NCAA Super Regional 3 football poll released Monday. The conference leader comes in at number 5 in the poll with a 7-1 and one mark. The four teams ahead of the Cougars, all undefeated. Now, Azusa's only loss came against Humboldt State, which is also ranked in the NCAA Super Regional, the Lumberjacks are eighth out of the ten teams with a 6-1 and one record, as Humboldt's only loss also came against the Cougars. Now, the NCAA Super Regional Poll will help determine the teams for the regional playoffs in November. In Billings, the Montana State Billings women's soccer team clinched a spot in the 2014 GNAC Championship Tournament last week. The Yellow Jackets earned shutouts against St. Martins and Western Oregon. Seattle Pacific also notched its ticket to the tournament with its win over Simon Fraser. Now, both Seattle Pacific and MSUB are still competing for the second seed in the tournament, having identical records with two matches left. Tickets, by the way, for the championship are now available at GNACsports.com. The tournament will be held at the Starfire Sports Complex in Tukwila, Washington, on November 6th and 8th. In Burnaby... The Simon Fraser swim team broke 10 school records in dual meets against Division I and Division II schools in California. 
Freshman Adrian Vanderhelm set three clan records in the 200-yard freestyle, 100-yard free, and 500 free, breaking the marks set by former national team swimmers David Hibbard and Sandy Henderson. Clan seniors Nicole Cossey and Alexandria Schofield also set new standards in the women's 100-yard freestyle and 100-yard butterfly, respectively. And don't forget to check out GNAC.tv to watch upcoming conference matches as well as view archives of past games and more, including this episode of GNAC Insider. GNAC Insider is going to be right back after this brief timeout. Fall is in the air, and you know what that means. Fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillow top beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants, and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit RedLion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection, and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes, but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. 14 starts this year, 16 starts last year, 20 starts in 2012, 50 consecutive starts for our next guest on tonight's GNAC Insider, Caitlin Loke from the Montana State Billings women's soccer team. She is a midfielder there. And, Caitlin, I guess I have to ask number one, 50 consecutive starts for the Yellow Jackets. That's quite an accomplishment. Has that sunk in yet, the accomplishment that you have here going and, and continuing? Um, I mean, honestly, it's great to be a part of this program. And, I mean, being a junior now, you kind of get in the swing of things. And it's really just to help benefit my team, and I'm really happy to be out there. So. Well, again, 50 consecutive career starts. This year you've got a couple of goals for a Montana State University Billings Yellow Jacket team that currently is 7-3-2 in conference. You're tied for second with Seattle Pacific. We just mentioned that a moment ago. You're 9-3-2 overall. Now, the team is currently on a three-game shutout win streak. Obviously, you're playing good defense. What has kicked it up a notch, if you will, for the Yellow Jackets defensively as of late? Um, honestly, probably just sticking together. It's we defend as a team and attack as a team, and everybody on the team, you know, starters and people coming in off the bench and stuff. Um, we've all played really hard, stuck together, and 
I mean, our back four has been amazing, as well as Crystal Daniels, our keeper. And, you know, we just fight every game and go game by game, so. What was the feeling in the locker room after the team clinched a seat in the tournament, the upcoming GNAC Women's Soccer Tournament, with a win against Western Oregon? What was that like? Definitely, I think the word to describe it would be excitement. Um, The last time we beat Western Oregon was 2011, and to beat them to go to the GNAC is definitely a huge deal for us, and it's something we're definitely looking forward to. Now, if you're tied with Seattle Pacific after these final two games, you get the higher seed because you already tied Seattle Pacific once and you won 2-1 to one over the Falcons earlier this year. So, uh, to a certain extent, the Yellow Jackets are in the driver's seat there. Still, I don't think you're going to take either Simon Frazier or Northwest Nazarene, who you play Thursday or Saturday lightly. You're going out to win both those games, correct? Definitely. I mean, we definitely want to finish out strong and just because we're in the GNAC now doesn't mean we let up at all. Okay. Now, a couple of years ago, as a freshman, you beat twenty-second uh, number 22 in the nation, 22nd-ranked Seattle Pacific in the first round of the GNAC tournament. Again, that was a couple of years ago. You're heading into the GNAC tournament now. Are you still able to build on the success of your tournament appearance back then? Yeah, I mean, you always build on experience, you know, and, I mean, freshman year, that was an amazing experience, just the whole thing as a whole. And um, those are the kind of games you remember for for the rest of your life. And as a team, you know, you build every season. And so that experience will definitely help us this coming year. All right. What is it going to take for the Yellow Jackets to come out with a victory in the GNAC tournament? I mean, we've been doing it all season just, you know, it's about fight, it's about heart, and we've definitely shown that we have the heart to continue forward and um, come out with a victory in, in the GNAC. And, you know, soccer's a funny game where anything can happen, and it comes down to who wants it most. So. Okay. Well, Jessica, uh, I'm sorry, Caitlin, uh, good luck this uh, this coming week in your final two matches. Good luck in the upcoming GNAC Conference Tournament, and uh, and maybe we'll have an opportunity to speak with you again before too long here on GNAC Insider. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Caitlin Loke from the Montana State Billings Women's Soccer Team midfielder there again. 50 consecutive starts. That is really quite amazing. Time now for us to take a look at what's happening this week in the GNAC. In men's soccer, the GNAC regular season champion could be crowned Thursday as number two Seattle Pacific travels to second place Northwest Nazarene. The undefeated Falcons need either a win or a tie to claim their first conference title since 2005 when they shared the league championship with Seattle University. With three matches remaining and eight points behind the Falcons, the Crusaders' title hopes rest on the team sweeping the remainder of the regular season while Seattle Pacific either loses all three or loses two with one tie. Women's soccer, the last two matches, as we mentioned, of the regular season, going to be played Thursday and Saturday. Western Washington has already wrapped up the regular season championship and top seed in the GNAC Conference Tournament. But the other three seeds and a playoff berth are still up for grabs. Montana State Billings and Seattle Pacific, as we mentioned, have punched their tickets to the tournament. But with identical records, the two are still vying for the second seed in the championships. MSUB is going to host Simon Frazier and then travel to Northwest Nazarene while Seattle Pacific battles Western Oregon and Central Washington Thursday and Saturday. 
And with a win over St. Martin's or Seattle Pacific, Central Washington will clinch the final place in the tournament. In football, Western Oregon will travel to California to battle conference leader Azusa Pacific Saturday. The Wolves, currently tied for second place in the GNAC, are coming off a 27-16 win over Simon Fraser last weekend, while the Cougars put up 52 points against South Dakota Mines in their win over the Hard Rockers. Central Washington will host one of the last non-conference games in the GNAC this year, taking on the Lincoln University Blue Tigers on Saturday. The Blue Tigers, who hail from Jefferson City, Missouri, are 2-6 and six on the year. GNAC Insider is coming back your way following this brief timeout. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. MSU Billings brought my future into focus. With over 100 academic options, the choice is clear. I chose health and human performance. Music and business. Math and physical sciences. Elementary education. Radiologic technology. MSUB offers more online courses than any institution in Montana. Professors make courses meaningful. My internship puts what I'm learning into motion. MSUB is the most affordable option in the region. Experience the MSUB Advantage. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Flowery. Our next guest is part of history. I, I think that's that's putting it uh, putting it in perspective. Her name is Michelle Herbstra. She's from Northwest Nazarene University. She's the setter there on the women's volleyball team, and she's part of an NNU team that was ranked for the first time ever earlier this season. Michelle, thanks for joining us and. Has the team, and, I, and when this happens, and when you're in the middle of a season, sometimes things happen, and you're kind of in the eye of the hurricane. But did the team, and, and did you personally have a chance to reflect on that accomplishment a little bit, the fact that the Crusaders were ranked nationally in the NCAA for the first time ever? Um, it's It's been such an incredible year, and we're really excited about how well things are going. Um, it's hard to take a break just to reflect and be satisfied where you're at in the middle of the season. Um, we're definitely excited and really proud of ourselves, but we're trying to stay focused. We have a lot of season left, and we have some big games coming up, so I think that we're really excited and proud to be where we're at, but we're not satisfied just yet. Well, no, and, and it's obvious because you continue to win. This week the Crusaders are 15th in the AVCA poll, the sixth straight week you've been in that poll and you traveled to the University of Alaska Anchorage, won in straight sets to take over sole possession of first place. You did that back on Saturday. How did you manage to go up there and get the sweep? You must be playing particularly well at this point in the year. Yeah, we're playing the best volleyball that we've played so far as a team and I think as a program in history. Uh, Doug English, our head coach, 
is an an amazing coach. He's got a great system, and we're we're all really focused, and we've bought into what he's coaching. And um, to go up there and sweep Alaska Anchorage, I don't think any of us thought it was going to be a sweep for sure. We thought it was going to go to five sets. It was going to be a death match, but um, we were really focused and we just, we played the best volleyball that we've ever played. And it was a lot of fun. Now you talk about your head coach, Doug English. He came in when you were a sophomore. How, how has the team built? How has the team changed from your freshman year to where you are now? I think that probably the biggest change is, just the consistency that Doug has brought to the program. He is very deliberate about what his philosophy is as a coach and what we're going to do and how we're going to play. And since day one that he came here, that's been his goal and what he's been teaching. And um, it's been really good that all the girls have bought into what he's coaching and just the consistency of, of having him and having his system and his philosophy brought into this team and, we didn't lose anybody my junior year, so it's been the same group of girls the last two years. Um, and I think that it's just brought us closer and that we've been really successful playing with the system that he wants us to play. You talk about the other players on this year's team. You won GNAC Player of the Week honors back in early September. Your sister, Andrea, who is a middle blocker on the team, is this week's GNAC Player of the Week. Does that uh, does that have uh, some conversation around the dinner table written all over it there <laughs> about who had the better week? Oh, I don't know if it's so much a competition. Uh, if we were the same position, maybe. But <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited that she's Player of the Week. Um, she makes me look good as a setter. So all around, I think it's a win-win. <laughs> all right. You're a setter. She, as I mentioned, a middle blocker. Obviously, you're going to be setting her at the net. Being sisters and playing together as long as you have, obviously, do you know what she's going to do, and does she pretty much know what you're going to do? Yeah, for the most part. I think we've got some of that sister telepathy that we work with. Um, She kind of knows my habits, and I know what her favorite shots are, and so we like to compliment each other on that and try to make – each other as successful as possible. So I think that we do have a little bit of an advantage there just because we've grown up together and played together. And um, it's been an an absolute blessing to have to been able to play college volleyball with her. So it's, it's awesome. Thursday night, you get the chance to host Western Washington university, the nation's ninth ranked team down there in the Johnson's Sports Center. You fell up in Bellingham earlier this year. Is this a get-back game for the Crusaders? Yeah, I think that we were really disappointed with how we played up in Bellingham earlier in the season. Um, We definitely didn't show all of our potential, and I think that this match on Thursday is going to be showing them what we can do, but more than that, showing ourselves what we can do. And if we played our potential, that we're capable of beating really good teams. Western is an an amazing program and they've got this legacy going over there. But I think that on Thursday, it's going to be a really good match. And I think that we can do a lot of really good things against them. You still have the remainder of the regular season to go. So I don't want to put the cart before the horse too much, but what would it mean to you if the Crusaders could reach their first ever NCAA tournament playing with your sister on the Crusaders team? What would that mean to you? Oh, 
I don't know if I can describe it in words and do it justice. It would be an absolute dream come true. I think that we've worked so hard for two years now, and last year we were really upset with how things ended, and that's kind of what fueled us for this season. But if we could get a ranking and go to the national tournament, it would just be the icing on the cake to a great season. And to my volleyball career personally, I would – I don't think that uh, I can put it in words better than that. It would just be an incredible ending to the season. Well, Michelle, it's been very nice having you tonight here on GNAC Insider. Good luck the rest of the way, and uh, and maybe that dream is going to be able to come through for you and and your family here this year. So good luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again before too long here on GNAC Insider. Great. Thanks for having me. Michelle Terpstra joining us tonight, Northwest Nazarene University down in Nampa, Idaho. And, uh, again, boy, uh, another big volleyball weekend coming up Thursday as the Crusaders host Western Washington University. Well, GNAC Insider, we're going to wrap it up for this edition following this brief timeout. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, statistics, and more for all 11 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC.tv. With more than 60 areas of study to choose from, Northwest Nazarene University guarantees that you don't have to settle for a major that's anything less than your true passion. NNU graduate Chad Larson's goal was to find a program that would help him achieve his dreams. Majoring in engineering at NNU gave him the prestigious opportunity to do research with NASA. While a student, Chad worked internationally and experienced pursuing his studies in zero gravity. Not once, but twice. Ten years from now, I hope to have obtained my Ph.D. and then begin pursuing a career at NASA where I'll be on the cutting edge of science. Thanks to the education he received at NNU, Chad is well on his way to fulfilling his dream by working to obtain his Ph.D. in engineering. It's not too late to find out which one of our majors you will love. Your program is waiting at Northwest Nazarene University. Call 467-8000 or visit nnu.edu today. Once again, I want to take a quick opportunity to thank our guests tonight on GNAC Insider. I want to thank Jessica Pakala from the University of Alaska Anchorage Cross Country Team. This week, GNAC Championships being hosted by Western Oregon. Thanks to Western Oregon Cross Country Coach Mike Johnson for joining us. Also, thanks to Caitlin Loke from Montana State University's women's, uh, Billings Women's Soccer Team and Michelle Terpstra from the Northwest Nazarene University Volleyball Team for joining us. Also, thanks to our producer, Nathan Weber, and well, thanks to you for joining us as well. Don't forget, we're coming back your way next Tuesday at 7 o'clock with another edition of GNAC Insider. Well, until then, I'm Robert Lowry. Once again, thanks for joining us, and until next Tuesday, you can consider yourself a GNAC Insider. Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media 
To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.